It's Randalus. Welcome to the SEO Ranch. I am your host, Morty Overton. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding. But I'm going to remind you, this podcast is zero, nothing, absolutely nothing to do with that. This is pure unofficial Morty Magic and Morty Mania for official-ish Morty Magic and Morty Mania. Check out Wix's SERPs Up podcast over at Wix.com slash SEO slash learn. Where can you find the SEO Ranch? You found it success, but in case you're really wondering, it's at the SEORant.com. At SCRent on Twitter, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever great, mediocre, terrible podcasts are found. This podcast is there. When does it come out? I don't know. Um, every other weekish now for a while. Uh, on Fridays, maybe Thursday. I do three podcasts. I don't know when to publish this thing. I swear to God, I have absolutely like no clue. I can't figure it out. So it does make sense to subscribe. So you're automatically notified. But if you're just looking for it online Wednesday, Wednesday, not Wednesday at all, Thursday, Friday. Look forward every other week at this point. All right. For your listening pleasure today, he's also a podcaster. He's a co-host of Impressive, if that's not impressive, and a host of the SEO Success Stories podcast. He's Ross McCumber. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good, good. How are you? Good. Okay, so plug away. Impressive SEO uh, Success Stories. What do you got? Yeah, cool, cool. So um, you've been on my podcast a couple of times, Mm. SEO Success Stories. We interview uh, some of the world's best SEOs from brand side, Client side, um, sorry, agency side, thought leaders, educators. That's a lot of fun. And I'm co-founder of Impressive USA, which is an, an SEO and paid media marketing agency based in Austin, Texas. And we've uh, we've won a bunch of awards, do lots of cool stuff. But SEO is my passion, I guess. Like I, I love marketing and I love SEO specifically. Amazing. And I'm assuming, as you mentioned before we started, you're a Heat fan. I am a huge Heat fan, so I'm a little bit blurry-eyed. I was uh, up last night, not that it was too late, but enjoyed the game, enjoyed the comeback. Um, I've been skeptical the whole way through this playoff, so by the time this goes live, I may or may not be a very happy person. Actually, I'm happy anyway. I can't believe we're here. I'm, I'm stoked. So, yeah, you should be. First, you should be psyched there in AC recording this during the NBA Finals. I have to say I'm a Knicks fan, so my association to the uh, Heat is Jeff yeah. Van Gundy climbing on a line of the morning's <laughs> leg. So good. Oh, my God. Like it's some kind of like, I don't in case you don't know what this is back in the was it 99, 98, something like that. Yep. Yep. Jeff Van Gunn is a coach of the New York Knicks or basketball team. Jeff Van Gunn is like, well, like, I don't know, five foot eight, five foot six, something like real short, dude. I can say there's another fellow short dude and two basketball players who are ginormous for fighting. And Jeff Van Gunn, wanted to stop this. I don't mm-hmm. know what he was thinking because they're both like monsters. Like, you know, it's like Alonzo Morning and Larry Johnson. And Larry Johnson. They're both. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And he's literally like holding on to the calf. Like, huddled yeah. up at the Alonzo Morning's calf. The funniest thing I've ever seen. That, the thing is, I can't separate that visit because I'm a Miami fan, have been since the 90s. And he's had a long and illustrious <laughs> career in coaching and commentating and all sorts of things. And I can't separate that image out of my head every time I see him. <laughs> he's a legendary coach. He's gr- that's yeah. all you could think about. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So it's, it's an iconic moment. You should definitely Google it. But that's not what we're here to talk about. It's not. Talk- okay. Uh, <laughs> I, did I get it? My notes say SEO soft skills. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. But yep. if we were talking, but we could totally pivot and talk about Lotto <laughs> Morning, Larry Johnson, and Jeff Engoni for a good hour. By the way. There was a, I was watching a game this year. It was like uh, I think it was there was the Heat and the Knicks. Pretty sure it was the Knicks and Alonzo. Yeah, because Alonzo Morning's in the Garden. He looks so uncomfortable. Mm, yeah, he very would. uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, a lot of beef there. It's amazing how like it's like twenty years later and there's still beef there. I know. 
I know. Let it go, dude. Let it go. (laughs) All right. So soft skills. So wait, you mean to tell me like SEO is not just about, I don't know, canonical tags or (laughs) title tags or all sorts of other tags? Yeah, look, I think uh, it's about all those things. But, you know, in terms of actually communicating the value of it to whoever the stakeholders are, whether your agency Ah, side, client side. Price tag, title tag, price tag. Now I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's where the rubber meets the road. So, um, you know, I I heard this, I heard this statement recently and it just stuck in my mind because it's been my philosophy for a long time. But if your, if decision makers, clients, whether your client side, agency side, if they don't know about the work that we're doing and that we're winning, if we don't tell them about the work that we're doing and how we're winning, they're never going to know. And it's no, it's you know, it's not. It's so apparent in SEO, the stuff that that you do, the work that you're putting in, you know, those inches that you're inching away. You see, sweet, your CMOs, your your clients, whoever they are, they've got so many other things on their mind. If you're not clearly communicating the work that's going in, where it's taking us, what we're working towards, um, successes and and otherwise, they got no idea. They really don't. So it's really. It's really an SEO or an SEO project manager, account manager, marketing manager's job to be able to effectively communicate all that, all that real cool technical stuff that we do behind the scenes, bringing it front of house and making it digestible and also making it translatable to whoever they need to communicate it to. Oh, so you mean you don't just send over a graph that goes up and be no. done with it? <laughs> yeah, just, and just you know share it on LinkedIn. Boom, look at me. No, there's, there's a little I, bit more I, to I it. send my, you know, I send my clients a, a, a graph that goes up and then I send them a gift of somebody swimming yeah. in money. Yeah. And they say, this is what we did this month. Hooray yeah. for you. No? Yeah, yeah. Doing it uh, wrong. Well, you know, fun, that that might work for a very small section of clients, but you're probably alienating a whole bunch more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how do you actually go about doing this? Because it's it's it sounds really easy. Like, go ahead, tell your clients about all your success. But if you've actually yep. done this, it's a hell of a lot more complicated because you're taking something that's very, very complex and nuanced and trying to communicate mm-hmm. to somebody who doesn't give a shit. They just exactly. want to know what you did and how much money they're making now. And communicate it to me in a way that connects with me. So I'm huge on – so I'm an old-school social styles practitioner. So for anyone who's been in any kind of account management or sales role in the last 15 or 20 years, you've probably seen Tracom social styles um, – the quadrants at some point, you would have heard terms like driver, expressive, analytical. For people who haven't had that sort of role, it might be another language to you completely. But I am a practitioner of this, have been for 10 years. I roll all of my teams through it. So um, the communication starts with understanding how the the person you're communicating to understands understanding the language that they speak. So I like to think of, the, think of it as like hats. And within this particular model that I that I teach, um, you've got four different types of hats. And within those hats, there's also like a flex zone, which is kind of getting a bit beyond. But, you know, understanding which hat people like to communicate with, what language they speak, and then delivering the the, the communication, delivering the content in a way that is going to resonate with them. So, you know, knowing the drivers like things short, sharp, bullet point, knowing that expressives like to have an opportunity to come to the table and and speak more and be more engaged in that conversation. Knowing that analyticals like a lot of detail, process, all those different step-by-step, that's going to really like make a big difference in the way that you present, the way that you send an email, the way that you send a voice message, all those different things. 
Yeah, for sure. And you know, somebody I was talking with Crystal Carter about on the uh, on the on the Strips Up podcast is we had this whole episode mm. about how to keep your SEO clients. And I mm. think that what you just talked about right there, that a lot of times you might have like the most brilliant SEO on the planet. Yeah, but they might not be the person who'd be talking to the clients. This is the thing, and I think that the most, if I'm being honest, the most brilliant SEOs I've worked with, outside of one, one guy's a superstar, Sam McQuana, but outside of him, like. You just wouldn't put them, oh, Gabe's good too. Most of the time, <laughs> most of the time, you're not going to put your best SEO in front of the client because their best work is done in a dark room, in a corner, you know, looking, you know, pouring through lines of code and spreadsheets and the like. It, it's it's sending an SEO, often sending an SEO to do this would be like, I don't know, like uh, sending a dev on a date with a supermodel. Like exactly. It's, just, it's not like- It's not their it's, comfort it's zone. Not, yeah, 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 exactly. So this is where, you know, being able to identify whether you're, technical people have those skills or not. And also, I mean, I'm a big believer that you can develop, you know, to a certain level. So, but if it's so far from their comfort zone, then let's find someone else to bridge that gap with the client. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the way, that's just the way it is. Cue the music. But um, it's it's just kind of how it goes. People have different kinds of personalities, different skill sets, usually Mm -hmm. something very, very technical and something a little bit more holistic don't like you know artistic left side right side of the brain kind of no go together exactly although they do exactly I, i'm a totally stereotyping like very very often like you can find people who are like that and it's great but i think it's like really knowing your team knowing yourself knowing how it all how it all works and again that point about the client like understanding that client like i mm-hmm. I've, I've always thought about okay that there's there's visual learners audio learners but really breaking mm-hmm. it down even more in terms of, like the type of the client like what they want some mm-hmm. people give me one line yeah, I went on one line. I don't want to read anymore. I don't want to read the report. Yeah, great. Just give me the give me the top line notes. That's what I need, and I'm going to take that and communicate it to whoever else. So I'm going to take that and go. Great, you're doing good, or you're not doing so good. How do you figure um, that out, though? Like, what what's your take on how do you actually read the client in order to figure that? Yeah. Out? So if I go things? back, if I go back to social styles, what I'm looking at is a couple of different things. It's it's real. The quadrant is broken up into whether they are ask assertive or tell assertive. That's the first thing. So I want to know whether they um, uh, a little bit more forward, a little bit more extroverted in the way they communicate or whether they're a little bit more reserved and sit back and wait for, for you to deliver information to them. So a tell-assertive person will go, give it to me. Give me the numbers. Give me this. They're just a bit more on the front foot. An ask-assertive person will sit back and, and ask questions and they're less likely to try to drive the conversation. All right. So once I've made that distinction, then what I want to figure out is, okay, do I feel like they're making their decisions and are they motivated by emotion and relationships, is that important to them? Or are they more motivated and driven by logic and control? Once I understand those two things, I can pop them in a box. Once they're inside that box, I can communicate tailored information in that way. But then there's, you know, how far outside the box, that's when you get a little bit more advanced at this. So let's give you an example. Um, Let's say you are communicating with someone and... They um, they're ask assertive. They they kind of sit back a bit. They're happy for you to deliver the information. They're not going to try to drive or talk over the conversation, right? So they're, they're over that side. On the ask assertive side of the box, you've got um, an amiable person who's more relationship driven, an analytical person who's more logic driven, right? What I'm looking for then is okay. Well, what, how do I feel when they're communicating to me? Is there warmth in what, or is there distance? That's kind of the, the, the straight up, the easiest way to, to delineate between the two. There's a bit of warmth there. Okay, I'm going to lean into 
the more sort of partnership, team oriented type language relationship. If I but if I if I call it wrong and they are more analytical, you try being warm and building rapport with an analytical person. They get <laughs> what are, what are you doing? I don't I don't need that. Just present the information to me. So it's making those calls based on where you find them, but then it can inform everything from how I communicate with them to the pace, the tone I'm communicating, to the language that I use, both you know in person on the phone. Also informs your emails. Like I go to the you know, the depth of my subjects on my emails will be changed depending on who I'm speaking to. If they're an amiable, I'm talking about our partnership, our relationship, our team. If it's an analytical, I'm talking about the plan, the process. These tight, these it seems silly, and some people will go, "Well, that's ridiculous." And I've got a friend with an agency here in Austin who has literally gone to the other other extreme. He's just got pure, pure technical people communicating with clients because he believes that the work will speak for itself. I'm firmly of the belief that if they don't understand the work, yeah, it is. He's growing though, you know? So it's like, okay, well, maybe if you- I'm a devil's advocate. I feel like if you're in a case where you're taking the site from zero to a hundred in three Mm -hmm. seconds flat, it's pretty Mm -hmm. evident what's going on. But most of the time, my personal experience has been that SEO is a slow, steady kind of race. You see incremental mm-hmm. progress and you may not even yep. notice anything is happening until you actually dive in and be like, oh, that's where that bump came from. Now I get yeah. it. So I don't understand, like, is everything they're doing like super amazing? Like the ginormous success super quickly ever? Because that's good. That's... Like, to me, it's going to fall flat on its face at some point. It's it's fraught with danger, isn't it? The work will speak for itself, but sometimes the work doesn't come to fruition for three to six months. Who speaks in yeah, the three to six not, months not between? That, how many times have you seen where like, okay, all of a sudden there's like a drop or an increase in traffic and you can't figure out, okay, where exactly did this come from? And it takes mm-hmm. you a little while to figure it out. Like, oh, okay, yep. that's where that came from. That correlates yep. to what I did over there. Oh, that's the SEO. It's not so yep. obvious. Even to an SEO pro, like dive, yeah. it takes a little time to figure it out. Here's the thing too, like let's say one of those drops happens, right? If you haven't built enough relationship credit with the stakeholders, you're out. You know, yeah. you you need to be constantly building up credit so that when you do get an opportunity, well, not an opportunity, when the time comes that something happens and something drops, if you haven't got credit in the bank to go, that's all good. There's trust here. I've got this. We're going to work this out. It's going to be really hard for you to convince them. This is where those soft skills come in. So I'm all about credits and debits. When you get those opportunities to, to build some credit into your relationship account, build it in because unforeseen stuff happens. There's going to be a debit. The worst thing you want is to go into the red. Yeah. And if you're, if you're not building that relationship, and that doesn't mean like gifts and warm and fuzzy hugs and stuff because analyticals, drivers, they don't want that. You know, it means being able to communicate and speak the language. It's like the... There's that book, The Five Love Languages. Um, yeah, right. And it talks about, you know, people just needing to know the language that their partner speaks. It's, it, to me, it's the same. You know, you, you just need to understand how they speak, speak in that way so it gets through, they buy in. Okay, cool. Trust. Do your thing. It's like, it's a, it's such a, it's a, for me, it's it's the most important part of, of my SEO philosophy is being able to communicate it and being able to teach my team to be able to do it so that the ones who are going to be client fa- client facing, can do it effectively, uh, and also identifying the ones that okay, cool, great SEO, can't put you in front of clients. 
I, I need that person between and I need to make sure I'm hiring people who can take on these soft skills that I, that I teach. So I'm just good to go back to your friend. I'm curious, like, what do they do? Yeah. Like, just send like an, an SEO report and that's it. No, I think they, they, well, there is definitely the report that gets sent. They are client facing. They're actually running meetings, but they are like ultra extreme technical analytical people just delivering it in a dry way. But so he has gone down the path of just finding the most absolute talented SEOs I can find. And I have faith that the work that they will do will give enough value that wow. I don't need a soft skill person in between. But what about the pitch? Forget, okay, okay, fine. Let's say that works. Let's just go with yep. it. Yeah. But yep. you, you have to land the client first. I'll tell you, like, there was um, mm. as an SEO, like a well-known SEO was telling me that at one point he was competing with a, a large agency for a big client. Mm-hmm. And the agency is talking about we're going to do a site audit and we'll double check the canonical and then this and then then blah 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 blah. And he's like, I'm just going to grow your, I'm going to grow your business, I'm going to grow your revenue. Mm. And he got the contract. Yep. And the technical yep. whatever 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 is not interested. Now you could yep. take a bias like that client was like you know one of these you know fluffy people who just wants to hear what they want to hear and don't care about the real whatever. But even if you're at some point, you have to pitch the client. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they just pitch them the th- on the on the tech. So yeah, well, obviously, this- then if that's what they're landing, okay, this experiment is bullshit in my mind because the clients, I see where you're going. The, the clients that they're landing, based upon the pitch that they're giving, are the uh, and the reporting that they're doing completely aligned. But if they had your yep. clients and they were giving that kind of reporting back, they'd be out on their asses. Yep. And this I guess the data is all is bullshit. We- I give up. <laughs> Experiments don't work. Science yeah. is meaningless. Ah, oh, there goes our A-B test. <laughs> no, but you're right. And what it does though, okay, so the exper- so the da- the data is bad, but it also it it'll limit his, his ability to scale. Because you're only going to be able to sell ever to a very small section of highly analytical, highly so technical people who like to do. How so hard then- is it for them to land the deals versus how hard yeah. is it for you to land the deals? I well, would see, imagine I would like to them. Think, exactly. I would like to think that if I, if my sales team and my account managers and my whoever is doing any client facing can talk to anyone effectively, that size of my market should be a lot larger than, than yeah. people only talking one language to one group of people. You would think. Well, we shall see. <laughs> All right. Let me yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I feel good about it. We've we've um one thing we are like consistently um, praised with by clients is, is our is our meetings and our effective meetings and our ability to actually give clients or give because quite often the people that we're dealing with and this is the same for any SEO you're, you're dealing with someone just above you who's dealing with someone just above them who's just above them like it's how can I give them information that they buy into great because I understand the way they like to communicate but then also taking the next step of going okay Morty so your boss what do they like they like big picture graphs and this and this. Okay, cool. And then aligning with, with you know, them on what is going to help you with that next conversation. Great. Here it is. I'll give it to you like this. I, I know you like heaps of detail, but you your boss prefers this. So I'm going to provide that for you. So then you've got nice, seamless, connective communication happening the whole way through. That's it's, that extra step. So I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just curious then, you know, how much? Let me, let me scratch that. Rephrase that. Hold on a second. I lost my I lost my question. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> hold on. 
fuck I was gonna ask you. <laughs> oh my god, I totally just went I totally just went brain dead. The dude, he's running the sites, they're all technical. Yep. Yep. All right, that's the game. Yeah. So I'm also curious, like the, the like the scope the the scope of the work that they're doing, like you have to you have to imagine it's just purely purely technical SEO at that point. That's a good point. Because- that's a good point. Yeah, that they are not content. They are yeah yeah. That's a very yeah. Because the second you go over to content, you 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 need buy in from the actual team you're working with. Like you can't just like okay, I'm yeah. going to change your tag here. I'm going to change the yep. link here. I'm going to implement yep. this there. I need you to buy in on the strategy so that you can do it when you create more content. That's a very good point. So he's. I consider it more of a technical SEO agency. And when it comes to the content side of things, they're basically just consulting on best practice based on competitive analysis, that sort of stuff, but no implementation, not a lot of creativity. It's not, it's just not what they do. Yeah. So, okay. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow. So now yeah. they, maybe it works for them. Different strokes for different folks. They're totally exactly. wrong. They're so <laughs> wrong. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> but well, it is interesting because it's interesting. Yeah. You, especially because if you're on the content side, like as someone who comes from the more content side, you definitely need to educate the team. Mm-hmm. I, I literally have a tweet scheduled for like Thursday, recording this on Monday, but I like mm. had to educate your 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 content teams. Because you if you don't do it, you're just creating more work for yourself. Well, here's the thing too. So we talk about the soft skills, like, and we've talked lots about the importance of these soft skills when you're dealing with decision makers and stakeholders. But some of those stakeholders... We're SEO. Like you, you've got content, you've got dev, you've got UX, you've got product, you've got brand, you've got all these other people that if you can't effectively communicate why the title tags need to change, why the you know the speed on this particular site, why we need to change the nav on this because et cetera, like if you can't communicate that across horizontally, again, where's the traction come from? It, totally. it doesn't. I, I like, I'll tell you something on the, on our, on the Wix SEO hub. So we have, there's so many different teams who, who touched that. So, for example, we had a question. We wanted to target a certain keyword on a certain page. Mm-hmm. And brand – so we, we, we put the keyword in the title tag. We put the keyword in the H1. We had the keyword yeah. here. We had the keyword there. It sounds very basic, but we okay, we realized, like, we could get this keyword because this is one of, like, one of those areas where like, Google was kind of, like, really basic with the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Like, similar yeah. to um, podcasts or like this, like, best SEO podcast. If you put best mm-hmm. SEO podcast – Everywhere you will rank for best SEO podcast because Google's mm. pretty linear about it being a little bit hyperbolic. So, okay, we saw that was going on, and brand was like, that's not really our brand to put the <laughs> keyword everywhere. Yeah. We all tone that SEO thing back, and it was a conversation of why this makes sense. Does it make sense for this level of a page? It was a three click page depth, uh, three click depth page. How big of a brand deal is it? Because no one's actually going to use that page unless they find it through search. The only way they're going to find it through mm-hmm. search is if we do this, you know, our little SEO magic on it. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole give and take based upon us educating them, them educating us about how mm-hmm. you go about dealing with one page, one page. And if you can't convey that information to them, to these other teams, there's no way you're going to win that argument. In the end, we compromised and we figured it out and, we're starting to rank for that keyword, but it w- it was a lot of conversation that you have to be able to to to, you know, to put out there and have your understanding of the fundamental concept around like what the hell SEO actually is and why we have to do it this way. Like I no, literally ex- had to tell them there's a gap in the algorithm. Let me explain to you what that means. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting too. Like I just as you're saying that, it it reminds me of like the biggest difference between like an SMB 
uh, you know, an SMB SEO and an enterprise SEO, it's understanding like, like compromise is sometimes the best possible, you know, outcome. You yeah. know, and like uh, I've worked with some brilliant SEOs on smaller sites who just everything they want to do because they've got literally like logins to the site. They just do it all and it's done. Go for it. As we start to get bigger clients and then all of a sudden it's like, I want to do this. No, you can't do that because product, because brand, because this. And yep. the frustration and the understanding. That, no, no, if we get if we get 60% of what we want here, like that's that's a win. That's good. You yeah. know, we're going to have to find those happy places and that emotional intelligence is it's all, it's all part of the same story we're telling it's, here. Yeah, it's also like how far do I push it? How far do I not push it? And yeah, so yeah. forth. What battles am I going to win? What? How important is this battle? Because yeah. the war is- Basically. You know, yeah, yeah, basically. All right. So since yeah. we're talking about how far to push it, how far can we push you pitching your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd love, I'd love, I'd love all of your listeners to tune in. SEO Success Stories, it's every two weeks- we release it so every other week. Um, you know, I had Morty. Morty's been on a couple of times. I've had the head of uh, SEO at Apple. I've had oh, people nice. from from Semrush, from Applebee's, from Ahrefs, Search Engine Land. Barry Schwartz is live right now. Oh, um, Barry Schwartz. Yeah. Oh, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've uh, got a very very special relationship with Barry. Oh, Barry. We love <laughs> Barry. Love Barry. By the way, is like the best person in SEO. But we'll leave that aside. Yeah. So where can they find this podcast? Yeah, so just uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere. Just search for SEO Success Stories and jump on Google, SEO Success Stories. You'll find it. I think it's one of the most reviewed podcasts out there. I don't know. I push really hard for reviews. So, nice. Okay. Um, yeah, just keep an eye out for it. Love for you to tune in. Lots of really interesting conversations. Amazing. And where can people find you real quick? Yeah, uh, LinkedIn. Easiest LinkedIn. place. Oh, excuse me. I just lost my voice. Hold on. LinkedIn, easiest place. Just search for Russ Macumber. If you're an Australian, it's Macumba because we don't pronounce the ER in Australia. We don't have time for an ER. It's ah. That's interesting. My, 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 my father's from Brooklyn and we, he likes to add ER onto words that don't have an ER, like idea or, or soda. Yeah. There you go. There you thing. go. Yeah. yeah, All right, yeah. Ross, yeah. thank you so much for coming on to the show. Make sure you check out Ross's podcast. Dear listeners, when does the SEO rant come out? Every other week. Thursday, Friday, so make sure to check it out at theseorant.com. Stitch just part of my SoundCloud, wherever you consume, wherever you consume SEO success stories, also consume this podcast. Do it. Do it. Thanks, Ross, boy. thank you again. And to the audience, doodles. Cheers.